0: Welcome to the Ben Don't Break podcast. We are powered by the Source Weekly, Ben's locally owned newspaper. This podcast is our eddy in the rushing waters of local journalism. We are glad that you're taking some of your time to listen to us chat with the people who shape our local community. I'm Aaron Switzer. I have the privilege of being here today with Serena Bishop Gordon. She is the sustainability director of Visit Bend. Serena works as sustainability director and has a background in conservation, giving, and the outdoor industry. In her current role, she manages the Bend Sustainability Fund, the Strategic Investments and Partnerships Program, and strives to weave Visit Bend's model of sustainability into every aspect of the organization, seeking to find balance between economy, people, and place. Serena. Has called Bend, Oregon, home since 2006. She has a deep love and appreciation for this place, its access, landscape, and community. When not working for Visit Bend, she spends her time on a bike, on skis, on walking her pup Piper with a good cup of coffee in hand. Serena, thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: My uh, my puppy is named Poppy, so you have Pop- I have Poppy, and you have Piper, so we can get a lot of like puppy peas going. If right. We, <laughs> if we got them together. So, I, I mean, <clears throat> I'm going to jump into uh, something that's a little less serious, which is your, um, you're a big gravel grinder. I know we'll talk sustainability, yeah. but, you know, yeah. you, you're, uh, t- tell me a little bit about your passion for um, getting outdoors here. I mean, this is a gravel capital.
1: It, it Bend is becoming the gravel riding capital. Right. <laughs> yeah, our endless forest roads make it right. really exceptional, especially this time of year with yeah. a little bit of rain. Um. Yeah. I mean, I moved to Bend in 2006 Uh because of the recreation. My husband and I were hiking the Pacific Crest Trail and had no idea where we would land (laughs) at the end of it and popped into Bend from Elk Lake. And Friend of a friend showed us around and um, and we never we came back after we finished that through hike and never left and. Um, that love of outdoor translated into a love of riding bikes. Yeah. Um,
0: were you biking? I mean, you were hiking PCT, but were you biking prior to that? Were you a big biker? No. Okay. No,
1: I didn't ride bikes at all. In fact, I was a runner. Yeah. And um, it sounds really strange to say now because Bend has such a running culture. But yeah. in 2006, I was like, ah, there's no community here. <laughs> Someone said to me, you should do a cross race. And I had no idea what cross yeah. was. And. One thing led to another and, um, started mountain biking and, uh, my good friend, Don Leet, who, um, owner of Sunnyside Sports, yeah. uh, said to me, I think you're going to get bike disease. And I said, what's that? <laughs> and he's like, you'll find out, but there's it's no It's common, here in <laughs> bed, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and then, uh, you know, we were, we were riding on gravel before gravel was a thing, you know, just yeah. like our cyclocross bikes and our road bikes. And now that, um, gravel cycling and gravel racing is a thing, I just, am I love it
0: yeah so you've done pretty well i mean i've uh, uh, um you're winning and and you're winning a lot of gravel races now
1: yeah it is it's it's an interesting transition as i get older and and put more energy into things that are other than racing yeah. i uh, actually find have found that it lends itself to a lot of success on the bike because yeah. it's, it's just fun and there's less stress and um
0: well, it's not so as technical and you're getting a little, you get pretty far out. I mean, you can, yeah. you know, really get away. I, I noticed a huge surge in uh, gravel riding during the pandemic, you know, was when I noticed people were coming out to the places where I normally ride on my own and I, mm-hmm. you know, and they're on thinner tires because I, I, I don't yeah. have a gravel bike, but I ride my, I cross country a lot on my mountain yeah. bike. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. You can do a lot of exploring. And one of my favorite things is just looking at a map and finding the, the, three-digit roads that I've never been on and right. then trying to figure out how to connect them. Right, yeah,
0: yeah, that's fun. Well, all that kind of lends itself and, and makes sense that you're uh, you're at Visit Bend. You're the sustainability director. It, your passion for the outdoors obviously infuses your work life. What is a, um, again, what's the title? Sustainability director. What's a sustainability director do?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a sustainability director wears a lot of different hats. Yeah. Um, at Visit Bend, we really look at sustainability as a balance between the economy, um, people, and our community, and then this place and the environment and how we balance all those things. And sort of like a three-legged stool, if one of those legs is neglected, the stool will fall over. And so it's it's a constant recalibration of where are we putting energy? How much are we putting into Our community, how much are we putting into our environment, and how much are we putting into driving the economic success of this place? Right. So, um, day to day, right now, I'm pretty um, engaged with the Ben Sustainability Fund. Our application period closes on September 30th. Right. So, we have about 30 applications. Really excited. Um, This is the third year. Uh huh. So I'm really excited about that, and I manage our strategic partnership program, which is a way for us to identify organizations, both locally and nationally, that are tackling the big issues that affect Bend yeah. and Bend's ability to be a place that people want to live and visit. Yeah, in the long term, um, and then super lucky to have a team at Visit Bend that fully embraces the idea of reducing. Um, Our usage of energy and resources of investing in our outdoor recreation and providing awesome experiences, not only to humans, but also keeping those experiences for the wildlife. And um, so my job as sustainability director is made not only easier, but also really fun. By having a team that is 100 percent, yeah, that's great on board.
0: Well, I remember it, it hasn't been that long ago when you know organizations like Visit Bend were, you know, DMOs, their destination marketing organizations and I can remember being in a presentation uh I think that um COVA had brought in Travel Oregon to do and they were talking about it that M being management Mm -hmm. and it was blowing people's minds that there would be you know this organization where the funding had been like hey we don't care what the people do when they get here we just want you to make sure there's a lot of them (laughs) you know (laughs) arriving on our shores and uh you know that that's been a pretty radical change, and uh, you know at least for myself, I don't know how widespread that or well known that change is to the larger community because you know I think when people think of as a Ben they're think they're asking you know how many glossy magazine ads did you buy in San Francisco and l a and mm-hmm. they're not really thinking about you know your role in capturing these people, so uh that's been a shift, has it, has it not? And probably right when you got here, 2006 was, I think, about when that was happening.
1: Yeah, um, it's definitely been a shift within VisitBend. Um, you know, I'm relatively new to the tourism industry. Yeah. I started working um, at VisitBend right kind of in the midst of COVID, which was a very interesting time yeah, sure. to enter the industry. Um, and, you know, Visit Bend and its previous iterations has done a great job. Of putting Bend on the map when we moved here, I would say, "Oh, we live in Bend, Oregon, which is about three hours east of Portland, on the other side of the Cascade Mountains." Now you can't even get the whole word Bend out of your mouth when someone's like, "Oh yeah, I love it there. I want to move there." Um, And so I think I think Visit Bend did a wonderful job bringing people here and getting Bend on the map. And now. We market 100%. You won't see Glossy Magazine, our ads in LA or San Francisco, actually, um, for Bend. <laughs> but, you know, we market. We, yeah. we um, have been doing an interesting um, pivot with influencers. So we can bring people yeah. to this community and really share authentic stories. But we also see our responsibility shifting, um, again, back to that balance. So without bringing visitation and without bringing tourists to Bend who are staying in our hotels, not only does Visit Bend not get funded, but neither does the city of Bend general fund. Right. And I think that's something that people don't yeah. always know. A lot yeah, of they... tourism dollars go to um, fire, um, emergency services, our roads, those things. Well, it became
0: pretty clear during the pandemic as, uh, I mean, I remember you, you brought that up. And um, I can remember conversations that the city city council level about shutting the Visit Bend website down and, you know, everybody was so panicked about, you know, people coming from other communities uh, and getting here with the virus and it's spreading. So, you know, but then on this other side where all the people were pushing to survive and like, well, you know, our police are funded by those folks coming here and percentage of proceeds. So it was a really interesting time to see how closely linked we are to tourism and everybody knows Ben's a tourism town, but I don't think they understand the numbers, you know, and they eat, mm-hmm. they're not that readily available. So it is an interesting dynamic.
1: Yeah. yeah. And we are a tourism town, but we also generate a lot of uh, our economic um, vitality through other industries. Yeah. So um, yeah, tourism is really an important part yeah. of our community um, and it's also really important to think about in COVID how many people who live in Bend went to other places, uh-huh. and it's really important to to remember that you might not you if you live here you're not a visitor in Bend, but yeah. I'm betting that you're going to other destinations in the West or in other parts of the world, sure. and then you're a visitor. Right. And so I think if you can look at both sides of <laughs> that coin and right. say, Oh, right. There is benefit to these visitors, and I am sometimes in their shoes. <laughs> and I'm one of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sort of shifts the the, the perception and the narrative. Right.
0: Yeah. So tell um tell me about the Ben Sustainability Fund. I mean, you're in your yeah. third year. You got 30 applications. How much yeah. money are you going to be allocating this we year? We will
1: allocate uh, about nine hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, wow, well, almost a million it. dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So this will be the third year. In the first two years, we awarded um over $2 million. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Bend Sustainability Fund is something that's that with with the help of Kevney Dugan, our executive director, and um, city council changing some code regarding the use of transient room tax, mm-hmm. which is short-term lodging tax that right. you pay if you stay in a hotel, um, to allow for um, Visit Bend to spend that money on tourism-related facilities. And so when you think about the... Traditional definition of a tourism related facility you're thinking about um, a concert venue or right. a white a water park center yeah, yeah. or or a white water park yeah um, and when we look at what tourism related facilities are in Bend they can be a museum they can be a theater but it can mm. also be a trail and right. it can be river access and it can be all these other things that drive visitorship but also we're investing in community resources. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at the visitors and the and the residents as partners, we can say the Ben Sustainability Fund is ben- benefiting both. Right. And if we're spending dollars generated through tourism and investing those those dollars into our local community to make everybody's experience better, everyone wins. So, um, you know, we have funded projects um, through Coda Central um, Oregon Trail Alliance, Meisner, Discover Your Forest, um, Bend BMX, the Big Sky Bike Park that just opened. Um, We played a role in that. The um, Upper Deschutes Watershed Council river access points in River Bend South. Three new access points. One which is um, accessible to people who um, are in a wheelchair or have mobility issues. So we've been making an impact and it's really cool to see the partnerships with these organizations thrive.
0: And the philosophy behind that is that I'm a tourist. I I come to town and, and you're enhancing my experience because now when I go to, you know, code has been funded. So when I go there, I'm not, you know, riding a a thin groove down the middle of the sand, you know, this thing has been built out so that it's safe and and accessible for Mm -hmm. riders of all levels, things like that, if Mm -hmm. I've got it correct.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so the idea is that we want to create, steward, or um, protect a tourism-related facility. So whatever brings you to this town, we hope that we have a hand in making that experience better.
0: Yeah, and without that, I I imagine... um, Well, and I've seen it. I mean, places degrade. You end up with, uh, I think I remember one social media post where someone had filmed a bunch of mattresses and garbage that tourists had left on a riverbank, et cetera. But, I mean, there is a certain level of deterioration that happens without this kind of sustainability is a great word for it, right?
1: Yeah. And we can look to our federal government and say, well, this is National Forest Service land. They should be paying for these projects. Yeah. This is whatever, uh, BLM land or city land. However, there are limited resources. And if we can help bridge the gap between the resources that are available and the resources that are needed to make things happen on the ground, that's a win for everybody.
0: What do you say to people who are who make the claim that you're making Ben too desirable, that, <laughs> you know, that, you know, Ben's a, a rocket ship and and so many people are pouring in, outstripping, you know, the housing market, ability to build sewers, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But here we're allocating funds for these tourism related facilities. Why?
1: I would say if we stop making investments in our community and in in the infrastructure that makes it awesome, it will degrade and then people will quit coming. And there is a butterfly effect of that. Then we don't have the money to support our local government. We don't have income that is generated through tourism activities that support people who work at coffee shops, that support people that work at restaurants, who support people who work at the outdoor gear shop. So we could just say, all right, we're going to stop. But people, one, will not stop coming. Right. Two, they won't be, they won't, we won't be able to help guide them in how they behave, what the expectations are, where to go, where not to go. And eventually the underlying asset erodes. And if that happens, this community suffers. So. Yeah. You can't you can't just say we're going to stop. <laughs> um, and there are a lot of issues that visit Bend.
0: You can't shut the door. You can't shut the door.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's so many issues: affordable housing, workforce shortages. Um, that visit Bend has is in the conversation. On we're not the experts. Right. We're not going to solve those problems, but partnering with the people who are. On the front lines, who are working to find solutions and then supporting those solutions is something that VisitBend can do. And uh, when oftentimes when people ask me what I do, and I say, "Oh, I work for Visit Bend," the first response is kind of prickly. And then I tell <laughs> them what I do and what, right? Uh, as a team, Visit Bend is doing, and all they soften a little bit. And yeah. um, I think there's a misnomer, and part of that is is understood. But I think um, the more we can show the community through our actions, what we're yeah. doing, um and how being part of the visitor resident partnership um lifts everybody up.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm uh, you know, full disclosure, I'm a, a fan of the organization and <laughs> um and I I have been I mean, I moved here 35 years ago and and I can say one of the consistent things about the community is that every time you pass your five-year mark of living here, you're ready to shut the door. I mean, and and people kind of believe, like, well, I've been here six years. It's time for this place to stop growing. I like it just like it is. And, you know, I do think things like the Sustainability Fund are one of those things. It kind of—if you're not someone who's accessing that grant, you know, or looking to be one of the grantees, you really don't know about it. It's a kind of quiet amount of— it's a quiet program. It, it's a powerful program, given the amount that you're giving, but it does. It is something that is non-traditional, I think, for for the organization, and it does. It it's a little more visionary than the folks who are thinking that this community and somehow is going to reach nirvana at, at some point, and then we won't need things like the sustainability fund because we'll all be like, you know, it'll all grow organically. Right. And um, I just I just don't see it happening. I I. Uh, cards on the table when the fund launched. I, you know, it was uh, it was quite a shock. I think that you know that Visit Bend was getting into that, but the tangible benefit, seeing uh, that kind of revenue being directed to these resources. places that have been recipients for it, I think places like Coda. I mean, they are a great organization. They do well. They don't have those resources. They can't manage the volume of alone, the volume of mountain bikers alone, and those. It's across it's like that across all of the spectrums, I believe. So uh, it's an interesting interesting position to be in.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, you've been here thirty five years, oh. I've been here what, seven seventeen, something yeah. like that. You remember your six year mark when oh, you're like it's oh, yeah. enough. Yeah. Well it's <laughs> interesting because people are like, Well, what do you think about Ben now compared to two thousand six? I'm like, Well, there are so much more culture, restaurants, right. information, knowledge, ideas, like We live in a more robust and more exciting place as a result of people coming here, whether to relocate or to visit, who bring new, fresh ideas. And when we moved here, there were no mountain bike trails on the Winoga side of Century. There were none. Right. And now there's a whole network. Right. Um, And so with growth, there are always a little, some uncomfortable points, growing pains, but there's also so much positive that comes out of it. and um, I think it's really important to like. If you were to take tourism and growth out of Bend, what would be left? You know, why does the old yeah. mill exist as it is and not a Superfund site that is <laughs> <Right>. like <laughs> right. a decrepit mm, logging yeah a muddy bank? So yeah, you can complain about it, yeah. or you can say, hmm, what is the alternative? 100% there are pressure points, and that's one of the things that VisitBend is here to help identify and right. then work on solutions.
0: One of the other, I think, interesting aspects of what your organization does is it's not just, you know, granting the stuff, but you also do a bit of um – um God, what was the tournament? I mean, it's marketing, but it's also education. There's an education component to some of the mm-hmm. um, stuff. I remember the buses with the, mm-hmm. you know, how to be bend or oh, what was it? Right. What was the program? That that Sorry. program
1: was called Live Like a Live,
0: Live like, like a Local. A, visit like
1: a local? Yeah, I think right. Which we um we've, we've sunsetted. <laughs> we've sunsetted, but but you're 100 percent right. You know, our partnership, for instance, with Leave No Trace okay. has been incredibly important because we've established seven local um Ben specific principles we've then shared those principles with visit Central Oregon and the other um, regional Dmos across Central Oregon. And it's like how can we help educate people on right. what it means to yeah. leave no trace in this ecosystem? yeah, so we we definitely want to use our our voice um, for education and right. for influence that helps people shape their behavior and then, when you observe someone behaving in a certain way, oftentimes that's emulated so right. um, you know, it's sort of that <laughs> contagion effect um but it is
0: an interesting place for you guys to position yourself that you know you're doing um you're educate. you you've got an educational component and it's local it's not it's not out of area it's it's mm-hmm. bringing people in here and and uh once they get here really. That, that destination management managing them mm-hmm. once they once they reach the destination and that's yeah. that's different i think
1: i think it is different i think it's becoming more commonplace uh-huh. um, in especially in the mountain west yeah other um, similar um, mountain towns ski air, ski towns yeah. um, are following suit or we can also be Following suit from them, you know, it's right. like a a, a sure. sharing of ideas and information, and it becomes more and more important to be wear those two hats of a destination marketing organization and a destination management organization. Yeah.
0: What do you um, are you, what are you excited about for the future of your organization or your position or you know what is the, mm-hmm. what's the future hold once you're yeah. done going through all these sustainability <sighs> grants?
1: There is uh, the, so many things. Um, you know, I, I I feel like in some ways I've worked for Visit Bend for a long time. In other ways, it's still so new. And right. initially, the Ben Sustainability Fund was my job. Period. And over the last two and a half, three years, that job has blossomed into lots of other things. So what am I am I excited about? Um, we're working on some projects around. The climate space uh, okay. around um, carbon, em- carbon emission mitigation. Um, we're working um, on tell some me other how, big projects. Tell me how that,
0: <laughs> I, I, I know you've got to probably be top secret on some of this stuff, yeah. but, but how does an organization, again, that's educational in some respects, how do you work in a space like climate when people flew here, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you're encouraging people to get here, um, hell or high water in a way? Mm-hmm. Um, So how does that work?
1: That's a great question. Yeah. Well, one of our strategic partnerships is with Protect Our Winters Uh because at at the root of it, the climate change crisis will only be addressed if we have systematic change at the highest levels. Yeah. And Visit Bend is not in a place where we can go to Washington D.C. and lobby for oil companies to behave, change their behaviors. But we can support other organizations that are doing that because it's in the best interest of our community and of our destination. So that's sort of like on the more national Mm -hmm. side. um, Who can we support, and um, both financially and with our voice um, to make that systemic change? We can also look internally and say, okay, what is our carbon footprint? How do we reduce that? How do we um, invest in projects that mitigate um, carbon emissions and also sequester carbon and therefore trying to and I don't want to use the word offset, but offset mm-hmm. the the emissions that we can't reduce and measuring reducing and then mitigating is sort of the the path we're on right now um, and then asking our our residents and our visitors to look at what their impacts are um sure it's not to put the blame on the individual for creating carbon emissions right like yeah it's really hard to say i'm not going to have a car and i right. want to go skiing right yes there are options but it's it's difficult and so really it's like how do we help look how do we look internally and reduce and take full responsibility for the emissions that we have internally how do we encourage our visitors to do the same and our local residents and then how do we work for with systemic change how do we work towards systemic change that's going to come from the highest levels and that's that's the legislative stuff that is really going to move the needle
0: yeah well i'm i was reminded uh when i was driving into work today and i looked up and there's a little dusting of white all over the mountains again and they look they they look like they put their makeup on their bases yeah. back and um but it is pretty fragile and it's you know it's uh I mean everybody's already like what's the snow forecast going to be how robust is the winter going to be what are we are we going to have as much fun as we were looking forward to and I can see the way your organization would tie would tie into that I mean even though you know mountains are they're super you know extractors and and they use a lot of resources and but their livelihood hinges on them mitigating that stuff so
1: well and if you if you don't have people that care about the snow for instance people who don't love to ski
0: and there's more of those all the time here right for sure
1: they are more encouraged to pay attention yeah to climate change because they want to keep skiing (laughs) Right. right and it's like if you don't see a place if you don't experience a place or an activity, you aren't motivated to pr- try to protect it. And so in the conversation around climate, yeah, it is um, not the most environmentally friendly thing to do to go ride a chairlift. However, the chairlifts are going to be spinning. Right. And if you can get people who are riding them to care about yeah. the fact that our winters are getting shorter, our snowpack is reducing, right? the earth's... Heating. Temperature is going up. <laughs> right. Though and, and then they can they can start paying attention, they can vote accordingly, they can write letters to their electeds. Yeah. They start getting involved right. because they recognize that if they if the inaction is too painful.
0: Right. And, and you see yourself helping facilitate that kind of um intellectual shift.
1: I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Great. That would be a huge a huge win, I think, for everybody at Visit Bend.
0: Well, Serena, anything you want to touch on as we uh, conclude our time together?
1: Um, it's been really fun to yeah. chat with you <laughs> about this. And, um, no, I think we covered we covered a lot. I, I, I just want to reiterate how amazing it is to have a team that is supportive of this work. And every person that works at Visit Bend is, like, on board. Um, and I think that's what makes it possible to think a little bit outside the box Yeah, because when you think outside the box and you have a crazy idea and someone says, huh, yeah, maybe that could happen. Then you get really excited. Yeah. Um, I
0: I do think it would have been very easy for Visit Bend not to launch a sustainability fund. It's not, there's nothing in their mandate. There's nothing that mandates them to create a fund that's going to support this kind of infrastructure and I don't know, improving the place that, that we love and making sure it doesn't degrade. And and I think that's what, you know, for all the projects that get funded, I mean, it would have been very easy to stay on the sidelines. And you know you're in the industry, you can go town to town, you you can see organizations that they just want the TRT and they'll buy media and, you know, go hit the clock and go home, so.
1: Well, I wanna call Bend home for a very long time, so there is a bit of self interest that's in all great <laughs> that's the best, best
0: kind of person to be in your seat. I hope so,
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and I think people like you and I like we really genuinely care about this place, yeah. and it feels really good to go to work every day thinking, "Wow, maybe I'm just making the tiniest bit of difference,
0: yeah, great. So. Well, Serena, thank you very much for spending some time with me today and our listeners. And um, this has been the Ben Don't Break Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks. You've been listening to the Ben Don't Break Podcast, powered by The Source Weekly. To read, hear, and see more of what we do, go to bensource.com.